0: According to the University of Minnesota in December 20th, they noticed some new fatal MERS-CoV cases in the month of December and there was a 70-year-old man in the city of Hafar al-Batin in the northeastern part of the country of Saudi Arabia. This is how the alarm started. And the World Health Organization, World Health Organization, gave an update earlier in December of 2019. They said MERS-CoV was first detected in humans in 2012. It has received the reports of 2,484 cases And at least 857 of them were fatal. This was in Saudi Arabia, December 20th, according to the MOH report. We are informed by the University of Minnesota, the CID Rep, Center of Infectious Disease and Policy. Now, let me break it down a little bit for you. COVID-19 was discovered in almost 50 years ago. In 2012, there was an epidemic, not a pandemic, where it was noted that people were getting this pneumonia and it was termed Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which is MERS the one I just read about right now, MERS-CALF. But that was in 2012, and it spread into the whole of Asia, and it spread it into parts of Europe. And it was mainly in China, but it was termed the Middle East. And nobody complained about being called Middle East. It's still called Middle East Respiratory Syndrome until today, MERS, and the virus was called MERS-CoV. Now, we realize that because we did not know the description of this virus, they then noticed in December 20th that there was this East Respiratory syndrome coronavirus called MERS-CoV infection. That's what they thought. I believe they were seeing the COVID-19, but they did not know the description. And they call it more MERS-CoV. It's my analysis. This was the Ministry of Health of Saudi Arabia. Now, why am I going back into December? Remember, around December, we were celebrating the Ebola And Ebola treatment, and we saw that uh, the UN had gone to visit part of the African countries, and we were celebrating the treatment that was found. Uh, It was found in Africa, and I still believe the solution for COVID 19 is in Africa. Wait, let me speak, and you hear my side of the story. My name is Dr. Tande and you are listening to. The house call was Dr. Tandega Mazibuku. I started wearing a mask in November 2019. I did not start in June 2020. I was wearing a mask on the train in the subway in New York City. In November 2019. I am questioning these dates that we were given, but this is not what this is about. This is about purely why I wore the mask. I wore the mask because in the subway I noticed that a lot of Chinese originating uh, citizens of the United States were wearing a mask people of Asian origin, especially Chinese, I picked that up. And I was at that time attending Mount Sinai Hospital, Radiobiology department. And Mount Sinai Hospital and the library, I used to sit in the library until midnight. And in the midnight when I travel in the subway, I noticed people wearing the black mask, which was something that I had not seen before. I worked in TB infested, HIV infested wards. I never saw a black mask in my life. So I noticed that people were wearing a mask. I did not know why, but I remember working in hospitals like Prince Musa Hospital, King Edward Hospital, um, I worked in uh, these hospitals where there were high-end ha- and umlazi local clinics, and there were a lot of patients with tuberculosis. So we wore the N95 mask, and we gave the surgical mask, which is blue and the white straps to the patients who were infected. People who were not diagnosed and not infected and asymptomatic, we never gave them the mask. This was a different disease profile. Remember that. This was tuberculosis. So we wore the N95 mask while the patient was wearing the surgical mask. Remember the surgical mask does not protect you from getting the virus. It protects you from speeding and exposing other people into your virus or infection or bacteria. Like in the case of tuberculosis, it was a bacteria. It was not a virus. There is a huge difference between the two. So I recall my memory started serving me in the middle of Manhattan. Mount is located on on the east side. So I used to take the sixth train from the library, which I used to sit and study until midnight because they close at 12 p.m. It's called Gustavi something library. I'm going to find the name of the library so I then decided to take the yellow mask that they had There's at that time they had the yellow and the blue but it was not at the Gustavus library but it was in the entrance that's what I like Mount Sinai Hospital about the library is located on ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai it's on Juan Gustave L. Levy. This is on New York on zip code 10029. So the library opens every day. It used to open at eight o'clock and it closed at midnight. I would sit there and do my work. But I realized my life was in danger in the subway. I started putting on the mask and took the mask at the front entrance of the library. Why did I take the mask? Because I feared for my life. I wondered why are these people wearing those black masks. I recall that I used to give masks to patients who were infected. I did not care whether they were infected or not. The fact is they were concerned about their health and they were wearing a mask in public spaces and I became concerned about my health and I started wearing the mask in the public places just in case something could have happened to me or they could infect me. My thinking was tuberculosis. I thought these people must have TB and I knew that we were given the general normal mask to people who were infected so my thinking was these people have got tuberculosis. That's why they are given this mask. So then I started wearing the general mask because at that time there was no N95 at the, at the gate but I wanted to just feel secured. So I am still questioning even the date of December because I was on this mask in November. 2019. And that is when I made a decision to be cautious. But I didn't know what I was being cautious about. Then comes the the huge lecture that took place that had more than four universities at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. And that was a wake-up call for me. And that's when I decided I am not going to sit back and watch and wait for the mayor mayor de blasio it was the mayor of new york to tell me to stay at home i'm gonna stay away i canceled everything i told my lecturer i'm not coming for lectures i need to watch and i said to myself i'm gonna study this virus on my own and this is when i realized moves had to happen in my life. I had to be stationed in one position. I had to make sure that people around me are safe. I spoke to the lady called Azanda. I said, you've been callous and you are going to die. This was in February. She was still attending lectures. She was still going to the university. I said, you have to stop. It was hard she got a little bit sick and i told her this is still flu influenza but next time it's going to be COVID because you're taking the public transport the buses are packed you're going to lectures and i must say new york took very long to stop the lectures at the universities it should have stopped far earlier and we should have not even had that ball dropping that ball dropping allowed the virus to spread so fast and we didn't even know and i was there luckily i was in the vip area but anything could have taken place in that crowding of the ball dropping on january 1st in new york city i still did not know in january but i knew there were people who looked like they were infected and I had to protect myself thinking it was tuberculosis this is very key that you have to wear your mask you are not wearing a mask to protect yourself if you're not wearing an N95 or an N99 mask you are wearing that mask we will I will do the full topic on the mask and describe all the types of masks that are available but you're not wearing The normal mask or those clothing or those designers that you're wearing, which I find to be completely of no use because they are not protecting you from getting the virus. The government should be supplying us with the N95. They are saying you must donate the N95 to the healthcare workers. Even the healthcare workers are not wearing the N95 and they are highly exposed and they are going to die. Because you inhale this virus. And even if you are wearing a surgical mask, which is blue or black, or your designer, whatever design you have and logos on your faces, it means nothing because it's not protecting you from getting the virus. This is all I'm concerned about that we're allowing bandanas, we're allowing t-shirts, we're allowing all this. And this is not how you protect people, citizens from the virus. You give them the right protection mechanism. Yes, there is a shortage of supply, but what are the governments doing about it? There is funding to be able to provide good protection for the citizens. If you wear a mask, wear a mask that's going to protect you from getting the virus as well as protecting other people in your vicinity. Then if you cannot find it, then you compromise to whatever is available. But don't go out there with the aim of wearing something that is made of a cloth because it has not been diagnosed, it has not been studied that any cloth can protect any human being from any diseases be logical you gotta protect yourself social distance is so key we all would have not survived if we did not listen you're on the house call with dr tandeka masibuko see you after the break we did not know that there was going to be this most amazing mask that was going to be developed since May 28, 1976 was the last time FDA had approved any mask and then came in Hong Kong on March 18, 2013, a new mask that was developed in Hong Kong, which had been finalized in August 28 2012 so from 1976 to 2012 there was no mask that was layered and protective this is what makes the N95 special because it has four layers the four layers are key in protection my self from getting the virus so the number of layers is key even when you make a mask at home you have to layer it but my own other problem is if people are layering the mask on their own how would they allow infiltration of a in, because you, you still need to breathe. So some of these masks may not be safe on respiratory level because you can layer three, four, but then are you able to breathe while you are inside this mask that you make yourself at home? So I believe that we're going to find a lot of of... Of side effects of these masks that we're making ourselves at home, and I don't know how leadership will allow people to take healthcare into their hands to manufacture their own healthcare um, mechanism or help some kind of healthcare systems without FDA approval. Because all we know is before the N95 mask was made it had to go through FDA approval and there is a letter online if you look for it which was written by FDA this medical doctor called Anthony Watson who was the head of respiratory system at the time to approve the use of N95 mask so you rather be using something that has been tested and approved legally by a health center or by the body that is um, advising and reviewing and controlling the health sector. This was uh, Dr. Anthony D. Watson, who was the Division of Anesthesiology and the General Respiratory Infection Control and Dental Devices. He was the one who was the regional health director at that time for FDA, and this was in 2013. So before then, we didn't have the proper mask. Now, the challenge we're facing is that there is friction between countries. And China, Hong Kong has been in not a great relationship with other countries since COVID-19. So because of those issues the, and supply chain of the United States was all in China. So do you understand that the whole supply chain belonged in another country? for the United States so the US citizens did not produce their own n95 mask or something equivalent hence this is why you see the the shortage that is so high because the n95 mask doesn't was not made in the United States was not made in Africa but it was developed the manufacturer was the filigent limited which is located in chewing Wan, Hong Kong so that is the manufacturer. If anyone, they hold the license and they went through the protocol in 2012 and they were approved in 2013 by FDA. Now, obviously the country Hong Kong will have to serve its own people first before it serves anyone. You want to save your people before you save anyone. That's why there's a shortage of N95 masks. And with the... Uh, borders being closed. It's very hard to get shipping uh, coming through. I remember in February when I ordered the N95 mask, it will take something like three, four weeks while you're waiting. And some were were sent back because we were not allowed to buy them because of the system's uh, laws and frictions and, and their own issues that they have to deal with. So, the person who uh, was in charge, who was the applicant, was Kai Dush, MD, PhD, was the chief executive officer of this company called and HK Limited, who, who formed this N95 mask. I'm talking about this so that you can have a little bit of an history, and this is the reason why a house call with Dr. Mazibogo exists, so that it can inform you of real details and real substance which the media may not be able to tell you because they don't want you to know or maybe they, it's not a selling market. Nobody wants to highlight Hong Kong as the leader in, in protection of us from the virus. At that time, they created this because of influenza A and influenza B pandem- pandemic. Epidemic, Not a pandemic. It was an epidemic. They did not know about COVID-19 pandemic at that time. It was just influenza A and B epidemic at that time. So uh, basically, I just also want illiter- to emphasize about the disposability of this mask. It's not permanent. And I've seen people wearing masks that are filthy and dirty because they don't want to let go of it. I understand there's a shortage, but now why do you want to breathe in bacterias? Because once your mask is dirty, it starts to be infested with other antimicrobials. We call them germs, the bugs. You don't want that. You don't want to be inhaling something filthy just because it's four layered and you bought it with a lot of money it's of no use instead it becomes more of a problem if you wear a dirty mask I must talk about this and some of you are not even wearing the mask properly you don't even put the mask properly the mask you get trained on how to use it and I don't see anyone training people on how to use a mask if you don't use the mask correctly you are causing harm to yourself in any way you cannot have your mask under your nose it has to cover the nose and be clipped on the top and it must cover the chin so from the nose above the nose brim to the chin that's where your mask should be sitting some of y'all your mask is right on your lip And I'm like, what's the use? You might as well not wear it. And then some of these restaurants are asking you to walk in wearing the mask. But then when you sit down, you take it off. And then there's people walking up and down in this restaurant. Are you still protected? So yes, the rule is to get in, you need a mask. But what happens when you're seated? My advice is don't eat out, order food and take it home. You don't need to sit in that restaurant and expose yourself because you take the mask off when you eat. So just don't eat in public, take your food home. Take it with you or find a quiet space to sit down and isolate yourself. Some restaurants have a good demarcation, which is good, but some don't and most don't. You go to the bar, why do you even go to the bar? It's a pandemic. It's not even an epidemic. A pandemic. Buy your alcohol and go drink it at home. It's time to unite with your family. It's time to build families. It's time to be well organized and plan and survive and make sure that you live longer. That's all. You got to plan. Have a plan and work with your plan. If you don't have a plan and you still don't want to have a plan, that's your decision entirely when you put on the mask you have to wash your hands some of you just grab the mask put it on after you've been in the bathroom now we're transferring your anal diseases into your mouth think about it you go to the bathroom you don't wash your hands then you take the mask and you put it on and then you touch your mask already all the infections E. coli, and bacteria are going straight into your nose So besides having to prevent COVID-19, we're going to find ourselves with so much uh, 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 bacteria that never existed in the nasal or oral cavity. They're going to be picked up by microbiologists. So take care of yourself. Be safe and make sure you are wearing the correct mask, the correct way you wash your hands, You social distance. Stay in your space. If you go to work, go to work and stay at work and don't hug people don't keep on taking and touching your mask keep keep it on if you need to if you're not i want to explain something that most of the people don't understand the mask you are wearing is protecting if you're not wearing an n95 mask That mask is not protective for you from getting the COVID-19 virus. Let's just be clear. So say you are in a space where there is no human being around. Why are you wearing that mask? There's no one around you. You You're preventing the cross infection, right? The transfer from human to human. There is no human around you. So why are you wearing that mask? Say you're walking on the street and there's nobody in the whole block. You are the only one. Why are you wearing the mask? Because you, you're protecting yourself from who? From the buildings or from the street or the buses that are passing by? We got to think and be reasonable. Take, pull it down a little bit, but in a proper way. Remove the string on the ear. At least let one string in and start breathing when there's no one around you. You need fresh air. You cannot be treated like an animal. tied in a mask when there's no even I wore a mask every day in a TB infested uh, unit. But when I walk out of that ward, why do I need to wear a mask? Because there was no TB patient. So now the worry for us is human-to-human transmission, right? So if there is no human being around you, you don't have to wear that mask because you are alone. So use those moments to breathe where there's no one around you. You won't catch anything unless you don't touch anything and touch your nose. So the problem will be yourself now and your hands. How clean are your hands? And how much do you touch your face? If you are the type that touches the face all the time, then put the mask on. Because you're the problem for your own self. If you're the type that don't wash your hands, then put the mask on. Because you're going to get in trouble. And whatever happens throughout the day, get home and start steaming. Go back to my other episode where I talk about black women in the village of Guanyusu and learn from my community how we prevented ourselves growing up from diseases when we did not have any hospital. I've shared enough with you and I hope you do listen and take advice. Someone would ask, how long do I wear the mask? um will I suffocate after 10 hours or 8 hours or 5 hours I wore the mask for 36 hours working at King Edward Hospital in obstetrics and gynecology I wore the N95 mask which is even more tighter and more sealed for 36 hours I never died I never developed chronic lung disease why are you so special that you unless if you have a, a respiratory problem of which which respiratory problem can emphysema I would think of emphysema where you need more air but even with people with emphysema they can wear a mask so there has been so many studies and researchers have looked into uh, people wearing a mask for 12 hours who are doing 12 hour shift Within 12 hours, most of our shift is 8 hours. You can wear your mask for 8 hours. Don't make excuses of not wearing a mask. If you feel you tired, because it can be tiring if you're not used to it. But I've been wearing a mask my whole medical school career. My whole medical career. It's just something that we had to do. Because we did not want to get patients' infections. So if you're not used to it and it's uncomfortable for you then find a space where you are alone and start breathing but to take off the mask in the midst of people that's suicide because you are obviously going to get it easy but if you are not wearing the proper mask it makes no difference because the only difference it makes is you are protecting people around you and you have a responsibility to protect other people you cannot be selfish and say oh well this mask is not protecting me from getting the virus so i might as well take off the mask and not wear it but what about others you should be protecting i think the government should just provide the n95 mask period then everybody will wear them because they know they're being protected from the virus there is so much funding that is available that they can provide N95 to everybody. They can do it if they want to. If the government were to play their role and do what they're supposed to do, if you are a leader and you're listening to this, this is the solution, what we need for our people to really protect people from getting the virus itself. Otherwise, this is a conversation that needs to start in our community and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. You can leave a message on this podcast. There's a part portion that says message. Click on that and leave me a message and tell me your experience. Let's share. Maybe your message will be on my next conversations. The House Call with Dr. Tandega Amazibogo. Thank you for tuning in. Wear your mask the N95 mask and protect yourself. Don't be locked up in a mask when there's no need to wear it.